It's time for the MCTS Experience mini episode. Welcome, everybody. Very, very excited. We have a super special guest with us today, uh, Jonathan Catherman. Um, Jonathan is an accomplished author uh, and speaker. Uh, he's been to our school, been coming to our school for years, uh, and I'll tell you all about his accomplishments and his books and what he does for our kids. Welcome, Jonathan. Glad to be here. Um, thanks for joining us. So, Nash, have you seen this guy? Have you seen his presentations? I've been working with you for, what, three, five years now? Yeah. And not solely working with you, but you and I collaborate and inter interacting with guys and girls. Um, we just came off an award ceremony for SkillsUSA for our local contest, and Jonathan was there helping out. Just teaching uh, non-norms or norms that get taught to people, we're putting it into... Uh, definitive terms so the kids can understand what's expected of them in a social environment when you do receive an award. And some guys and girls are receiving awards a long time, and we, we wanted to make sure that they knew that. And so all these things, these non-traditionally taught components in a school, again, a CTE school is doing this on all facets, and it's just another way that we do it, and having Jonathan here working with our kids and being a part of it is wonderful. Life skills, character traits, everybody needs them. They're teaching them right here. Absolutely. Speaking of life skills, character traits... Um, Jonathan is the author of The Manual to Manhood uh, and The Girl's Guide to Conquering Life. Uh, both uh, cover those, those exact areas, character traits, life skills. Um, and that is something very much that we're trying to impart to our students. That's why we have you come in and do these uh, Title I presentations. Um, sidebar on that, I, I have watched these presentations and participated in some of them. Um, he has these kids. These are kids who, like, if it doesn't have an electronic uh, mm. beep on it, they might not. Uh, they don't lift their head. They might lift, not lift their heads up, and he's got them eaten out of the palm of their uh, uh, palm of his hand. Well, it's real. <clears throat> you you engage in reality, and kids always rise up. You can't fake the funk with kids, and you know that. So that's you, you can. They'll kick you to the curb real fast. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'd also like to mention a couple of other Jonathan's books. Um, uh, Guiding the Next Great Generation, which is more geared towards adults. Is that right? It is. Releases on March 17th, 2020. Coming up. Whoa. Head out to that. We've got, we got a headliner here. Amazon, we got a headliner. Yeah. We're, we're, we're like the premiere. Um, and last but not least, Becoming the Next Great Generations, which is uh, sort of a, uh, is it a companion to that geared more towards young people? It is. It's, the, it's actually two books, one message. Guiding the Next Great Generation is for the adults. Becoming the Next Great Generation is for young people. It's all about rethinking how teens become confident and capable adults. Okay. Now, I want to ask you a question. Knowing what you know about our CTE programs, about career technical education, the hands-on, we were talking off the air about identifying skills and stuff like that. Tell us, tell us how, that, uh, how that can link up to what we're doing here. Okay. So what I really like about CTE is the difference between passive versus active learning environments. And so if you've never thought about what a passive learning environment is, we've all experienced it. It's like classroom lectures. It's reading. It's usually inactive. Mm -hmm. Watching videos even would be considered a passive learning environment. Great. It adds knowledge to your head, but very little to your hands. Mm -hmm. okay. Whereas active learning is both knowledge and skills development. So you can say where passive learning creates knowledge, active learning creates skills. So you're doing hands-on, interactive, experiential role play, evaluations, that's what's happening in a CTE environment. Our brains and bodies are geared to learn like that. Think about this. We tell the jokes, you know, back in the day on the, when we were in the jungle or whatever, you know, you know, making fire, you know, well, that was all, that was all active learning. Sure. And when, when the old timers tell the stories, it's active learning. And we learn faster that way. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about students coming in through the CTE programs, they are accelerated learners because they're actively engaged in the process, not just 
theoretical learners sitting back in a uncomfortable desk for long periods of time, listening to teachers who are doing their very, very best to communicate a ton of information to a wide variety of, of learner styles in a classroom. CTE, far more personalized active learning environments. So when we talk about skills, small skills, like learning how to shake hands and look someone in the eye, that's one thing. Learning how to do criminalistics or culinary or, or working with a seat or with a, uh, excuse me, a, uh, uh, auto collision or auto, yeah, carpet tree, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Totally different learning styles are walking away in the active learning environment. So when you marry those two, I'm hearing this listening and, and digesting it. It's almost marrying these two components together creates a dynamic individual in society, provided they're gifted with the ability to, uh, execute the area of, of career research. Well, think about it. like most adults in, in your listeners right now will say, when I went to school, I learned a lot, but I really, really learned when I got onto the job. Oh yeah. Sure. Right. On the job training. That's me. Right? Okay. That's so, CIE. That's co-op baby. <laughs> right. So, so you sit in a classroom and you get all this information, but then you go put it into application when you're in the workforce. The great thing about CTE experience is it's like workforce engagement while in education. So it's the I, my best part of my learning experience story, you know, but you've scooted it back rather than once you're already in the field or once you're already in a career, you've scooted it back into the education in the high school classroom. And it's real, I mean, your classrooms don't look like classrooms. They look like... They, they look like shops. They look like shops. Yep. The, so many uh, uh, graduate school programs or medi- like doctor, all of those things uh, culminate with an internship where you're taking everything mm-hmm. that you learn and you're actually out there doing it, Right. Um, this is no different, except except as Jonathan just said, you're taking that that work component and putting it. You're doing it right then. That's yeah, part I, of the experience. I'm glad that you mentioned this because I think it's almost a clarifier, meaning an overlay that anyone listening. Sometimes people get lost in the shuffle. When I hear parents digesting an internship or a like, there's this gray area when we talk about work, job, internship, career. Mm-hmm. Uh, people in in 1985. 1992, 2002 thinking, somehow they know the internship is different, but they think that the, the career, the job, like work is a four-letter word, no pun intended. <laughs> I heard parents say, you can't work, you need to focus on your studies. And we here at MCTS are bringing these phenomenal career opportunities, not because we need a guy or a girl working 40 or 60 hours a week. They're going to do that for 50 years, 81,000 hours on average. Right. But you cannot beat the learning concept when you immerse, you jump into the pool of knowledge. He's flipping to his book. What do you think? Okay. So, so we all laugh right now. All I want to say is, okay, boomer, you know, <laughs> and, and if you're listening to this and your kids have said that to you, by the way, it's not a compliment. It's a little bit of way of, they're not making fun of you. It's not yeah. terrible, but basically it's a way of saying that's the old way of thinking. Great. Doesn't mean it's wrong way of thinking. It just means we are settled into that way of thinking. So let me just clarify real quick. If you're listening to this and you have a teenager born after the year 2001, they're a Gen Z. Got it. Right? Prior to that, between if your kids were born between 83 and the year 2000, they're millennials. Prior to that is most of the folks that are probably listening to this are Gen Xers or early millennials. Right. That's so if you're born between 65 and 82, you're a Gen Xer. A boomer was born between 1946 and 1964. Got it. Okay. So when our kids go, okay, boomer, they're really saying like, okay, caveman. 
<laughs> right? So when, but yet that boomer mindset, so coming out of the silent gen, those born between 1928 yes. and 1945 into the boomer gen and, and, and still stuck around the Gen X was that there's the formula for learning culminated in college. Everything built up to college because if you went to college as a silent gen, that was really something. Yeah. Boomers were the first generation where like we could go to college. This is, this is an important thing. We should go to college. Tons of boomers went to college. Gen X you go to college. Everybody. You, if you don't go to college, it's because something went, sideways, right? And now you go off to some, um, get a certificate or try. And it's, it's, again, this is a, I'm not saying everyone, so please don't throw this into the big, huge hopper. Yes. But it's just a a cultural mindset, not every person's mindset, but a cultural Mm -hmm. mindset. Millennials rejected that mindset. Gen Z is rejecting it even further, yet their outcomes still need to remain the same for any generation come before that, that they find meaningful work, that supports themselves and possibly others and contributes to the community around them. We call this stewardship, mm-hmm. right? How we get to that point though has changed also. And we need a longer show than this to talk about Moore's law and how technology has affected learning. Uh, we need to discuss uh, what are the four major challenges this generation is, is experiencing um, that, that, that we have to approach in a different way than we've done before. Um, there's plenty more we can we could discuss. Go get, and I'm not here selfish promotion. Go get guiding the next great generation. When becoming the next great generation, read all about it. In real brief, right now though, going to college, I highly recommend it, but it's not the track for everyone. That's right. And and or going through CTE may clarify the track. That's the meat on the bone right there. That may lead to college. It may lead to tech. It may lead to something else. Military. Carib- we've seen. I've seen a very small portion of our population fall in love with something so much that they go, you know what? I don't know if I want to invest in a trade school, in a two-year program, in a four-year program. I want to go out and do this and see if I love it. I want to go work for a contractor and really absorb this. Then I can continue. My- now, that's a dangerous recipe because we all know that once you kind of get out and you start working 40 hours a week and you get passionate about something, the desire to, to refocus back to a classroom is difficult, and that's a dangerous game to play. I've seen, tell me this, can millennials do that and, and Gen Zers do that? Absolutely they can. Depends on how much they want it. There you go. So Just to bring this whole thing full circle, because you were talking about how back in the day it was choose tech school or college. Track A or track B. Exactly. Now there, you really can do both, but also what you just said, Jonathan, I want to I underline that, is... Sometimes a CTE experience, some of that hands-on learning can identify for you what you're good at, what skills you have, what you like. And um, when you're out there, if you do go on to college, you're going to be a lot more ready for it. Okay, so... You're going to know how you learn better. The four major challenges this generation needs to apply. So and, and there's... Okay, so the demands that they face are either going to be accepted as challenges or as threats. Okay. (laughs) Life has all kinds of demands. If you're prepared, you can take on a demand and see it as a challenge. If you're unprepared, the same demand looks like a threat. Mm -hmm. So prepared leads to a challenge. Challenges. Usually we love our brains, love challenges. We look to conquer challenges. We, and it usually leads to a positive outcome demand unprepared threat usually leads to a negative outcome. Hence fight or flight. Right. So, 
the four major challenges, if we can prepare a generation, not if, as we prepare a generation to accept the challenges of building bridges between the generations, practicing stewardship before leadership, transforming raw talents into valued strengths, and living with purpose. Those are four major challenges they're going to need to take on. Now, what you just said, though, by coming through CTE, they could identify a track and, and then develop. What, what I love about having the CTE experience is while they're on campus here in the different shops, they're discovering talent. Talent can be trained. So you have talent, training, commitment to timing, which is practice and patience, stewardship of treasures. So talent, training, timing, treasure, those four components lead to a strength. Companies hire for strength. They don't hire for talent. Mm. We misuse the word talent. So when we say, man, we recruit the best talent around here. Then I'm like, well, you got a lot of training and a whole lot of time to commit into them. And you got to better teach them how to be good stewards of their treasures too. Or a company could say, we hire people who bring great strengths to our organization. Every, and, and, and think about it, every listener you have right now, whatever role they're in in an organization, they probably have a very unique strength there. Different than the person with three offices down. Mm-hmm. Different from someone on the floor up and mm-hmm. in, in a different region, let's say. So if your students are here discovering their talent, the reoccurring pattern that are thought, feeling, behavior that can be positively applied, basically the things they do really well, so listeners, think about this. If you have a student who's very inquisitive and attention to detail, if your son or daughter is like that, right? They might do exceptionally well in the criminalistics program here. Okay. Right? Because they attention to detail. They're inquisitive. They want to know more, right? Um, if they are creative and interested in, in others, high empathy, then they might be interested in doing something over in cosmetology because they want to help other people look good. They enjoy the experience. Mm-hmm. They're very interactive. Um, I mean, we could start listing off all the different talents that lead to each one of your different shops. And then the, the individual feels alive. The shop actually trains into the strength. But if I show up without interest in that, without talent in that, then why it won't ever become a strength. Simple. Here, let's put a real simple use of sports analogy. It's low-hanging fruit, right? We just uh, had the Super Bowl, okay? Yes. And we had an MVP in the Super Bowl. Yes. I'm not going to talk about what team won. doesn't matter. Point is this. Was the Super Bowl MVP a talented football player or a talented athlete? I would say athlete first. And he, mm-hmm. he yes. probably was a talented athlete a lot long before he Nailed up football. Nailed it. So you have to be a talented athlete to be trained in football. Spend 10, 15, 20 years Grinding, 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 and you better be a good steward of your treasures because then you get to practice or you get to play in the game in your strength. Sure. Right? Now, if you're not a talented athlete, have you ever met a, a NFL Super Bowl MVP who's not a talented athlete? No. The answer is no. Because, no okay, so, so when you come to CTE, this isn't the Super Bowl. This is a place where you discover your talent, then you train you commit time, you steward your treasures, and you can come out of here with an idea where your strengths lie. And then you can apply that into continuing ed in a two-year program, in a four-year program, in military, straight into career. But the value is you come out of here with a strength. Uh, that's it. See, in the 70s and the 80s, and everybody who listens to this, it was go here because it's just an easy fix. Now you're really honing the strength. You're walking. That's the difference. You can- you can use this as a way to crystallize your strengths. Absolutely. Yeah, that's lovely. Jonathan Catherine, holy crow. I think we broke some serious ground here, Orf. I, I think, I know I learned a lot, but I also feel a lot better about uh, 
going forth. We can uh, we can market this whole joint differently. Well, and <laughs> and by the way, if you're listening, check out Jonathan's books. My daughters have read them. Uh, I've read them on a beach. Uh, I gain a lot from it and perspective in helping people. And we're excited about the launch of your newest book on March 17th, Bridging the Next... Gu- guiding the Next Great Generation, Becoming the Next Great Generation. Totally get the bridge because on the cover... There's a bridge. You put the two covers together, there's a bridge. Makes Look at that. Bridge. If people want to check out your information, your books, or uh, hire you as a public speaker... Uh, where should Mentor. they go? You got a website or something yep. like that? Go right over to my website, thecathermans.com. Thecathermans.com. Okay. T-H-E-C-A-T-H-E-R-M-A-N-S.com. Spelled just like it sounds. Yep. Um, good. And speaking of websites, we also encourage you to check out mcts.edu. Mm. Um, a lot of the shops are closing up. We got some full, whoa, full spots Whoa, now. whoa, whoa. A little update on the, I mean, now's the enrollment time. Now's the time to enroll. So get out there and, and apply. How can you apply online? Uh, go to mcts.edu, hit that drop down that says apply now and let us help you identify your strengths so you can go forth and uh, be part of that next great generation. So let me leave you with this. Memorize it if you like. It's To me, it's, it's significant, it's powerful. Let me leave you with this. Their greatness tomorrow begins with our guidance today. There it is. That's it for this week's MCTS experience. Thanks for joining us. Please continue to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and share this podcast with your friends and tell your friends all about us. I'm Mr. Orff. I'm Mr. Nash. Guys, discover your passion and unlock your future. Your future.